0: You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. On today's show, ESPN reveals their preseason top 25 poll. We'll tell you how many SEC teams made their rankings. Sam Kahn, Jr. of The Athletic will join us to talk about the latest with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC and the Big 12's fight to not let Texas go quietly. And we'll go around the conference as Josh Heupel talks about his quarterback competition on Rocky Top. Georgia picks up another recruit and an update on Miles Brennan from Coach O at LSU. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. A lot to get into, a lot to cover. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference.
1: Boots out to the right. Makes the handle.
0: What a catch. Around the conference. We know the SEC will officially kick off their season on September 2nd when Tennessee plays host to Bowling Green on a Thursday night. Everyone else will kick off their games that weekend. Last night, ESPN released their top 25 teams in the nation, polling 33 ESPN experts and six teams from the SEC made the cut. Coming in at number 24 in the ESPN rankings is the Ole Miss Rebels. LSU coming in at number 14 preseason, Florida. Coming in at number 12. Then on to the top 10. Three SEC teams up in there. They have Texas A&M number 6 in the country. Georgia coming in at number 4. And their number 1 team, according to ESPN, the reigning national champs, Alabama. Worth noting also, future SEC teams, Texas ranked 21st and Oklahoma ranked number 2 overall. So if you want to include them already, 8 SEC teams. In the preseason top 25 from ESPN. In other SEC news over in Knoxville, Tennessee. Getting their fall camp started today. New head coach Josh Heupel met with the media yesterday. Talking about a good quarterback competition going on. Between Harrison Bailey, Joe Milton, Hendon Hooker. And Brian Maurer. Heupel was asked, what does he need to see in a starter before he names one? I anticipate us having a starter uh, during the course of, of week one for sure. Uh, that doesn't mean that other guys won't have opportunities to, to share roles. I think it's the, the challenge for every player to earn the trust of the coaching staff and show that they're going to compete at a consistent and championship level. Uh, once kids do that, I think it's important that you as a coaching staff put them in position to have an opportunity to have a role and play a part of what you're doing. Uh, you dwindle the reps down and make decisions when guys have shown that they've earned the opportunity to, to become a one or become a two or become a three. As we go through training camp, uh, the players will dictate how that unfolds. That again, Josh Heupel. As for everybody else in the SEC, all starting up fall camp this week. Ole Miss and Kentucky, the final two getting underway today. Everybody else either started on Monday or Tuesday this week. Over at LSU, quarterback Miles Brennan underwent surgery yesterday on his left arm. He took to Twitter to let everyone know the surgery went very well. While it is now quarterback Max Johnson's starting job, it's still possible Brennan recovers in time to contribute some this fall. We'll see how Brennan's rehab and recovery from his surgery go. In a radio interview yesterday in Baton Rouge, Coach O talked about the Brennan injury and officially named Max Johnson the LSU starting quarterback. Now, he also said that true freshman Garrett Nussmeyer, of course son of Doug Nussmeier, is going to have to step up as well LSU doesn't have much behind both of those guys. Over at Alabama, their athletic director Greg Byrne is voicing his concerns about COVID-19 case numbers as the Crimson Tide's season opener is just around the corner. On Tuesday, Cecil Hurd of the Tuscaloosa News tweeted out a portion of his Q&A with Byrne, who uh, said that obviously the rise in COVID cases and hospitalizations has many fans wondering if attendance will again be affected this fall. Byrne said, quote, We have not had any serious discussions about reducing capacity. We'd like to keep it that way. I know our team and our fans are looking forward to a full stadium again, so we're asking everybody to do their part encouraging vaccinations and whatnot. So let's cross our fingers and hope that uh, they don't come back and say we're going to limit capacity in some of these uh, SEC stadiums and that uh, hopefully the numbers start going down and trending the right direction. Ahead of the 2021 season, ESPN is doing rankings for just about everything, such as best traditions, best uniforms, best college towns. And while the SEC was snubbed, in the SEC Top 5 Traditions and Uniforms. Stupid, I know. Uh, The ESPN experts do think the top college town is in the SEC. Oxford gets the number one ranking from ESPN experts judging by the pictures they shared in their tweet. Looks like game day festivities in the Grove is what helped Oxford claim the the top spot. Here's what ESPN had to say. Number
1: one college town was voted to be Oxford. And it's hard to Game day went there several
0: years ago, and it's hard to disagree. Look look at the people. The hottie-totties are out. It's, it's insane. I mean, the Grove is unbelievable game day atmosphere, but the town is full of football junk. Now, they also had Athens, Georgia coming in at number two on their list. But what do you guys think? Is Oxford the best college town in the SEC? Or all of college football, for that matter? We may have to do a full episode on that very soon here on Locked On SEC. In recruiting news... Georgia Bulldogs, they landed yet another commitment last night. This one in an offensive lineman, Griffin Scroggs, a three-star offensive lineman from the state of Georgia. Six-foot-four, 315 pounds, ranks as the nation's number 51 overall inside offensive lineman. Became the first offensive line commit for the class of 2022 for Georgia. Their 14th commitment overall. SEC Network analyst, friend of the podcast, Cole Kublik, he came out with his... Top five wide receivers in the SEC this week, and they're all from the SEC West. It's got Jaden Wally from Mississippi State coming in at number five. Kayshawn Bouti from LSU coming in at number four. Anais Smith, the running back wide receiver hybrid out of Texas A&M, he ranks number three. John Mechie from Alabama coming in at number two. And Traylon Burks from Arkansas coming in as his number one wide receiver in the SEC. Of all the name, image, and likeness deals that have come through so far, Bo Nix may have added the best one yet so far. The Auburn quarterback is now officially sponsored by Bojangles. Nix shared the news on Tuesday on his Instagram account. What's up, everyone? It's Bo here. Just wanted to remind you all to head over to Bojangles and get the new Bo Chicken Sandwich. It's a great name, but it has an even greater taste. And one more thing. It's Bo time. It's bow time. Speaking of Knicks, he and his longtime girlfriend, Izzy Smoke, announced on Instagram that they are engaged, shared some pictures of the ring overlooking Jordan-Hare Stadium. Gotta wonder if he used some of that Bojangles NIL money to buy the ring. And lastly, in some somewhat SEC-related news, former Auburn defensive end Big Cat Bryant was one of a few ex-Tigers who followed his head coach, Gus Malzahn, over to UCF. And he spoke with some UCF reporters yesterday, and he was asked, how does he think UCF would fare against SEC competition? How how does this roster stack up with SEC? Right now? Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll beat somebody like Auburn, for sure. Like, it would be awesome for sure, uh, but like no man. Um, you didn't play in the peach bowl, mm-hmm. yeah, did hey, didn't yeah, you? I did. I did. I was a freshman. I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a lot different. A lot of lot of different you know players and caliber tech, caliber guys. But I don't know, like. We'll be a team, later. Like, Auburn you Ole think Miss. this program has a chip on its shoulders oh, yeah, like for you sure. did for sure yeah. yeah that's why I came in that's why I was looking for a team you know looking and looking in before you know that, that the team had like things like that, that was some of the some of the casual that I was looking to for a team and I feel like UCF had it if you missed the dig there he said we beat Auburn and then at the end he said do we beat teams like Auburn or Ole Miss UCF gonna get their shot against Florida coming up in a couple of years of course they scheduled the future two for one there And there you have it. That is Around the Conference. When we return, our conversation with Sam Kahn, Jr., formerly of ESPN, now with The Athletic. We're going to talk with him about the fallout with Texas and their fight to join the SEC. And their still constant fight with the Big 12. That's next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. College football starts up later this month. NFL starts up next month. You want to make sure you are on and registered and ready to go at Bet Online before any of those games come. In fact, if you want to get on some of the future bets, you can do that. Over, under, win totals, and some of the teams from the SEC. All that is there available for you at Bet Online. Just head to their website right now. You can do so even on your mobile device. Sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Head on over to BetOnline right now, sign up today, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's BetOnline, they are your online sportsbook experts. Pleasure now to be joined by the one and only Sam Khan, Jr., longtime college football writer, uh, formerly of ESPN, now senior writer for The Athletic, covering all things Texas, covering all the schools in the state of Texas. So obviously he has been very busy covering college football, recruiting all across the state of Texas, particularly with some of the events that have been going on, oh, in the past two weeks or so. Sam Khan Jr. joins us now. Sam, how are you, my man? I'm good. How are you guys? Sam, I want to start first with something kind of outside of the SEC, but it's something that could affect uh, many schools and, and players in the SEC. We saw news this week that Texas high school quarterback Quinn Ewers is skipping his high school senior season to join Ohio State After signing a few NIL deals and now the Texas high school governing body said he wouldn't be able to stay eligible signing endorsement deals. So he's graduating early and he's going to make the jump to college, skipping his senior season. Do you think this could be a trend with some high school recruits or at least some big high school recruits moving forward?
1: Yeah, I I don't think this is going to be a frequent trend. I think we'll hear about it a lot because it's a bit of a novelty, and, and the, this is not the first time this has happened. JT Daniels did this. Jake Bentley did this. There are other quarterbacks who have reclassified into a previous class, graduated the year early to go enroll in college, but Quinn Ewers is the first one to do it with NIL being part of the decision-making uh, I, that, I think, will happen from time to time, but I think it's going to be rare just because there aren't going to be many guys like Quinn Ewers who are, A, in an academic position to do it, b ready physically to go to go do it and have enough money waiting for them on the other end like Quinn Ewers does. So while I think it will happen and we'll hear about it, I don't think it's going to be this large trend where you're going to see a bunch of seniors opting out or, or I should say, graduating early uh, of their final years and going into college.
0: Real quick, before we get to the SEC, three five-star quarterbacks will now be on the Ohio State roster. I would assume one of those guys is going to want to transfer out, right? Yeah, I I don't
1: know if they will before kickoff, but certainly after this season, one of them you would imagine would go. That's just kind of the way it goes, right? In a quarterback competition, the winner starts and loser transfers. So that's kind of the era we're in in college football. So I, I can't imagine that all those guys who who are five star prospects who are expecting to start would hang around another year if it looks like they're third on the depth chart now, the guy who ends up number two uh you know it could be another it could be another story, but and Quinn is probably not going to be in the forefront because he's not going to be around for the start of camp that I think they're starting september second i'm uh August second or August third I guess I think they're starting today the tomorrow so uh, he's not going to be ready to go and, and practice right away. He will be in, there in camp and be able to participate, but I would be a little surprised if I saw him play much at all this season.
0: Sam, take us through a little bit of the circus that you've been covering here the last twenty four hours at the state senate hearing in Austin. Uh, you know, we've seen some of the viral clips, and man, it's it, it's unreal how sometimes politics and sports intertwine. And here we are with a bunch of state leaders of you know different backgrounds some TCU grads some Baylor grads and kind of letting their feelings be known as Texas and Oklahoma are leaving for the SEC but what do you make of everything that went on yesterday at the at the state senate
1: you know it was interesting i like to say no place mixes college football and politics quite like texas i think back uh there was some of this type of talk back in the mid 1990s when the Southwest Conference broke up and the Big 12 was formed, there was a lot of political involvement with state leaders uh, in in how that all went down. But I I thought yesterday was fascinating. Obviously, the one-liners and the cracks, you know, like Willis Colcourt is getting off the crack about Texas being three and seven against TCU. uh, Those were interesting. But I think what was most fascinating to me is just the amount of details that we got that we hadn't really gotten yet. Texas President Jay Hartzell said that He started talking to the OU president back in the fall about uh, what the future college sports was and whether or not they felt comfortable in the Big 12 long term. He said that he reached out to Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, back in the spring. So this was the first time that we really got a real timeline and a real description from Texas on why they're making this move and how it went down. And I think that's helpful in understanding how we arrived at this point.
0: More with Sam Kahn, Jr. right after this. Built Bar, still the best tasting protein bar ever. We ask you guys all the time, what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? There are nine delicious flavors, plus some occasional limited time ones that come out. But when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. From cherry to raspberry to double chocolate, salted caramel, my favorite, the mint brownie. There is something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all their flavors I tell you guys, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Try them all and figure out which one is your favorite. All you got to do is go to their website, built.com. You will find all of the selection there. Not only are their flavors the best tasting, but... But they're healthy as well. Many of the flavors were packed with 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and many of them, four grams sugar, four grams net carbs. You cannot go wrong. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So go order them today. Get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever it is you like. And go to built.com. use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Continuing our conversation with the great Sam Kahn, Jr. of The Athletic. Did, did I hear Sam that there's a possibility if tech if basically the Big 12 can prove that there's some collusion there between Texas and the SEC and ESPN that there's a way that they could get out of paying Texas and Oklahoma their TV rights fees for this coming season? So so
1: what happens is is that the way the bylaws are written Texas and Oklahoma if they leave early would be on the hook for the TV rights. They have to forfeit the TV rights if they leave before 2025, plus they have to pay the conference what they owe. That's why all these announcements have been have said 2025 is a leave date because Texas and OU are publicly saying they're going to stay. Now, do we expect them to stay? I don't. I, I would expect that they're going to try to negotiate their way out. And, of course, the Big 12 is going to do everything it can to try to keep it together and keep those two teams in the league because the longer they're in the league, the more money they can make because as soon as those two schools exit the league, then ESPN and Fox can come to the Big 12 and say, hey, you've lost two members, we need to renegotiate the contract. And one thing that was interesting yesterday was that Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said that Texas and OU probably account for 50% of the value of the TV revenue that the Big 12 distributes to every school each year. So you'd be looking at every school taking a hit of at least $14 million a year in TV rights. That's a lot of money for those departments. They get $28 uh, million every year from the, from the Big 12 as it stands now. So those are massive hits, and those—that's what they're—they're they're trying to prevent now. Whether there could be some litigation, I wouldn't—I wouldn't rule it out at all, because I think that's one of the interesting things about yesterday was that Bob Bowlesby feels like bylaws have been violated in the way this went down. Jay Hartzell of Texas contends that they haven't been and that they did everything by the book.
0: Sam, with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, obviously that is going to bring those schools a ton of money. I get that angle. That seems to be the primary motivation here. But what appeal is there from making the road to winning a championship that much harder on yourself? If you're Oklahoma and Texas, you come to the SEC, you make your schedule even tougher. I mean, that doesn't make much sense, right? That,
1: that, and that's the fascinating part about this is I think right now in 2021, the move seems like it doesn't make a lot of sense what I think Hartsel and and Joe Harris though you president would say is that this move isn't about 2021 it's about what it's going to look like in 2025 and and beyond that mm-hmm. and the thing is is it are the football programs going to be in a better spot competitively no because that's a much more difficult conference i mean the sec is i think without question the toughest conference to compete in in the country from a football standpoint just with the depth of the assets look at look at how many NFL drafts they put in every year that that this is the toughest conference without question, but financially it's going to be a huge windfall for these universities and I'm not and I'm talking about a Texas as a program that doesn't necessarily need that because they're number one in the country in athletic revenue, but I think you could see that number increase by forty, I mean 50, 60 maybe even double what they get in media rights now when it's all said and done because of how big. The TV contract that the SEC has signed with ESPN that will kick in 2024, that number is going to get them well above where they are right now in the media rights distribution. I think that, combined with the recruiting advantages that come with the SEC, you've seen A&M benefit from being in the SEC in recruiting. I think Texas has seen that and noticed that, and I think they want to try to put themselves on an even playing field in that regard as well.
0: So, Sam, how do we see constant replays of the 05 Rose Bowl if the te- if the Longhorn Network goes away?
1: That that's that's the thing that was in, well. Another <laughs> thing that was interesting that came out of that is Hartzell said that the expectation would be that they're going to wind down the Longhorn Network.
0: And when and how
1: that happens, they still need to work that out. But because all the SEC schools pool their third tier rights on the SEC network, Texas and OU would have to do the same. So that means for, for Texas, that means the Longhorn Network would be no more.
0: What is your gut feeling? Does it does it say that the Big 12 uh, is just going to go away after all this? I, I do think it has a chance to survive. Now, whether
1: it's in its current form and expanded with other schools added or whether they try to reach some kind of alliance or merger with the Pac-12 or another league, that remains to be seen. But I do think they'll likely stay together because I don't think the other schools in the Big 12 – bring enough value to those other conferences that are going to make those conferences say, you know what, if we add, if the Pac-12 says Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, we'll bring you in and you'll increase the revenue for the other 12 schools in the league. I don't see those leagues making that estimation. And because of that, that's why I don't think it's going to be hard, I think, for those other eight schools to find a home in one of those conferences. But I do think you could see some creative uh, uh, problem solving in the way that maybe Bob Bowlesby goes to the Pac-12 commissioner, goes to one of the other commissioners and says, hey, let's form some kind of schedule alliance or let's partner on our TV rights or something like that. And if they do that, I think you could see the Big 12 add some teams, maybe Houston, SMU, maybe Cincinnati, UCF, something like that, to try and make its rights a little bit more attractive.
0: Sam, appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for uh, joining us.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Y'all take care
0: that is just about going to do it for this edition of locked on sec my thanks to sam con jr for joining us to talk all things uh, sec college football texas and oklahoma expansion and much much more subscribe to us we're here for you five days a week talking all things sec football right here on locked on sec and we are with you every day this week so make sure you subscribe we'll be uh, back talking some of the mississippi schools later in the week with brad logan and much, much more. we got some very special guests planned in the coming weeks as well. Stay tuned right here to Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. But quick reminder, betting on the SEC does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, they'll give you daily picks, blowout specials, tons of great action. Follow Locked on Bets brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.